everybody, today we are so happy and excited to have Bronwyn on this new episode of Spotlight on Sports. She is a really inspiring individual with all that she does and is well and truly a sports enthusiast from, well, all aspects of the word. Currently, she is working in the world of marketing for England and Great Britain hockey, but also has a view from the other side of the coin too as an ex-triathlete. We talk a whole bunch about who she is and why she does the things she does. But with that being said, let's just get straight into the episode. We are just going to start, I guess. Okay, so I'm ready. Uh, we are going to start with the first five, obviously. So yeah. in an ideal world, what is your perfect day? Oh my gosh, that was a hard one. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> In the perfect world, my ideal day doesn't doesn't start at a certain time. Um, I'd like to just wake up and just do whatever I feel like doing. And some, I always like to start my day at the moment with something for myself anyway. So at the moment, I make a cup of Yorkshire tea because, um, yeah, that's the best one. And I won't take any other answer, frankly. Um, and then I read my book. And that, at least that's kind of like one thing before I've started any work or any activity or anything at least I've done something like for myself so it has to start with that um I like to run but uh I don't think I have to run in the evening Um, just I can never get it right with like the lunch times and the time like the food bit never goes well so uh, yeah I like to do that in the morning but then it means that unless I get up and run straight away say before work it doesn't kind of fit in so ideally, I do like a few hours work, then run and do a few more hours. I don't really function between probably like two and five. Like if you want me to do anything in those hours, it doesn't really happen as well as it could. So yeah, like those kind of hours, I would do something totally different and then come back to sort of anything else I needed to or wanted to do. Um, then ending with a quite early bedtime, not going to lie. I like to go to bed at like half nine ten and then like asleep by half ten because I'm just one of those people that needs at least like eight hours if not more than that so yeah a bit a bit of everything I don't I don't like kind of set blocks I like it to kind of flow as long as there's no urgent things need to be done between two and five really <laughs> yeah I've, I've got to agree on the sleep thing I I'm just like a massive sleeper probably like I try and get about like nine hours each night right. and I know that's a that's lot really but, <laughs> but like I do go to bed quite early so I'm just like like no good I'm here if I have my sleep <laughs> yeah no 100% what is one sport that you would like to just try that you've never ever tried before um Oh, like sailing or something, something like that. Like it looks, it looks very technical, very difficult, um, something completely different from what I've ever done before. Um, yeah, yeah, sailing. I feel like I know my strengths. I know hand-eye coordination is not brilliant, so anything like tennis is out the window. Um, so yeah, it would have to be, but something not too scary. So I couldn't go for like um I don't know like rock climbing like that's too much for me or like snorkeling if that's a sport um and I'm nowhere near graceful enough for any of the dancing or yeah no so sailing I think <laughs> yeah like it seems a bit extreme as well like you need that adrenaline rush too yeah exactly but at least I, well I feel like it's like lifeboats and stuff like that whereas like rock climbing or abseiling they I don't know I think you might be stuffed if you fall down I think <laughs> yeah because like the people who I've chatted to before they've had some wild answers so <laughs> I really... speaking about it I know this is going to be a bit of a bit of a throw in the deep end but uh, what are yeah, you most yeah. proud of in and out of sport um gosh <laughs> I'd say most proud of in sport 
so context um as a triathlete for 10 years from the age of 12 till 21 22 and um, then stopped and swapped to rugby and i should have stopped for about 18 months before I actually did, I just fell out of love with it. I think sometimes if you do something for that for that long, um, you do, and it impacted like, I mean, triathlon is three sports in one basically. So it literally impacts like every single thing from what you're eating, like when you can do your homework, your daily life, like your family, all the stuff you have to like decline because you race on a Saturday and that's when your friends go out and stuff like that. So. I'm probably pretty proud for getting through the bit in between, if I'm perfectly honest with you. There's been a, a lot of different kind of like successes and like winning in both try and rugby. Um, but actually stopping something that's literally like your life fitted around the sport and actually coming out the other end and like being okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to say that. And then out of sport, I mean, I have to give Charlton a lot of credit, really, for all the habits that literally like instilled in me. Um, hard work, organisation, all, all that sort of stuff. I think a lot of the stuff outside of sport that I've been, I'm really proud of has come actually from those from those habits. Um, I guess outside of sport would kind of be work and, and career for me. And so when or just before COVID I started freelancing and um, like freelance marketing uh, having only done a year of uni um, in sports business as well and I managed to get that up and running um, and that's been a nice little I hate it when people call it side hustle because I just think that implies that it's a little bit of work on the side and it really wasn't <laughs> as you probably know and <laughs> um, so yeah getting that up the ground and actually now being in a point where clients are coming to me asking could we work with you rather than me going out and hunting that that's quite a nice point at the moment so yeah that kind of journey would probably be that proud moment sort of outside sport that is actually like such a nice answer because it kind of it goes full circle because you learn the skills then you're trying to apply skills and then it's come back with like an outcome that you just wouldn't expect like with the amount of no. work oh. yeah no it, has, it is a nice little circle when you put it like that isn't it <laughs> yeah so I don't really know how to word this but who is like the most impactful or influential people who have kind of that you've either looked up to or anything like that <laughs> yeah okay um it can be personal or like just general <laughs> so I, I imagine when most people get asked that question that classic like nature nurture thing um so my parents would have to be one I don't know how they did it but I've got a little brother as well and as kids they just ferried us around the country if we wanted to try one sport yeah sure you could do that I think at one point we were both playing like five sports like simultaneously and um, and it was just like the amount of evenings and weekends that they dedicated to us like finding something that we wanted to do was pretty <laughs> I have no idea how they did it frankly but yeah no that was that was really impactful and it was there was always an expectation that you could do whatever you wanted as well and I think that's that's impacted me throughout because if I see something that I want to do actually I it's not like my first thing is oh I don't know if I can do that I don't know if I've got the skill set for that the qualification for that and that's never a thought really uh, it's like a what can I do to get that instead which is I mean hugely impactful if you're constantly going around life thinking I don't have the skills for that yet so I don't have I can't do that you wouldn't get anywhere so yeah the way they let us do <laughs> pretty much 10 sports in the family all at the same time and and like it was never no you can't do that it's a okay we can't fit that in there but well like where else can we fit it in so yeah probably my parents especially the answer that one yeah what you were saying there actually kind of reminded me about a conversation I was having last week maybe uh the year uh, the week before and uh it's kind of like 
because you know how there's a lot of talk about like imposter syndrome and all that kind of yeah I, I don't know what you would generalize it as but mindset I guess yeah yeah um, yeah so it's like how a lot of that kind of stems from just not really like everyone's taking risks and everyone's taking opportunities and it's just like whether you embrace it or kind of take yeah. it back in and I guess I it was that <laughs> it's like I re- well I think as I've got older I'm coming to learn that and um, that you look up to people and excuse my language but you think they have their shit together and they really don't they are they are getting through it every single day and they're guessing every single day about what they need to do, have to do. They're just, and the, the people that end up looking like they've got their shit together are the ones that say yes and figure it out later. But you look at even like your parents or kind of older colleagues um, and look at like their journey and like where they've been. And you kind of look at that and think, gosh, you, you did that right. And it was like, yeah, but they didn't know they were doing it right at the time. It was a, because you never know what's going to come around the corner, do you? So there's, al- there's almost no right answer as well, which is quite quite a nice feeling. You can't get things wrong too much. <laughs> yeah, as long as you keep doing what you kind of want to do and it like works with your kind of situation, surely yeah. things going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and last of all, what is something that people are generally quite surprised to know about you? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's a hard one because um, people, if people know me, they know that, that I'm quite organised. Things, things are all in their little boxes. So for me to do, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, and C, that's not surprising because um, they just know I'm a bit... <laughs> particular about organization and time management and all that sort of stuff so I guess it's not necessarily what I do um god that one's really stumped me um I have 24 plants I don't know if that's (laughs) that's kind of surprising (laughs) like most people have like a few on their desk don't they and like cactus in the bathroom and I grew a spider plant in like year seven biology we were doing like mutations and learning about plants and I kept it and it kept like sprouting new little baby plants um yeah so I have 24 spider plants um in my house well between my house and my mom's house I had to give a few away because it got a bit much (laughs) yeah I like a spider plant I guess (laughs) wait so are they all the same type of plant or are they yeah literally and they're all from the same mother plant like you got you got you got probably like six or seven like generations of this spider plant and then that like that baby's had little babies in them um (laughs) yeah maybe that's a bit obsessive I don't know but I quite like it (laughs) I'm I'm shocked (laughs) (laughs) well there you go answered the question (laughs) surprised you right so let's just deep dive into this so you mentioned that you and uh I think it was a brother uh went and tried many different sports and that what what's one of the ones that took you by surprise either that you really loved it or that you didn't like expect to love it or Um... that you absolutely hated and didn't want to try again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, first. Um, I tried football once. I went to football summer camp. Um, and it was just awful. I think I must have been one of two girls in I don't know a group of fifty, which which never threw me off at the time. It's funny when you're little, you just don't care about that sort of thing. And whereas now I'm older, I would probably clock the fact that I was, you know, one of fifty and there was only two of us. Um, but yeah, I was rubbish at it. I just kept catching the ball. Um. I was just useless. I just didn't didn't understand the whole like celebration thing when you scored. Like who celebrated? Did the whole team celebrate? No, only the person who scored celebrates. It's like, well, this is a team game. So I didn't get that at all. Um, so I didn't go back to play football. A couple of years later, uh, started playing rugby actually. I think I was about six or seven. Um, so it was like it was a like touch and tag rugby. Um, that that was great. I actually only stopped that in the end. 
So I was part of like a mixed team. Um, I was the only girl on the team, but it was amazing. Um, <laughs> because I think sometimes, um, I don't know, like the 10 year old little boys thought, thought that they were better just than girls. You know, that's just a, that's a thing that 10 year old boys think. Um, and then when they either couldn't catch me or couldn't tag me or I scored, um, that always felt much better with being the only girl on the team. So any stops because I was a mixed team and then you get to an age of RFU and like don't allow because like the boys hit puberty and they get bigger and stronger and it hurts to be tackled and um, significantly more <laughs> when they're literally twice as size. Um, it's funny, I... I always swam, well, from 12, no, earlier than that. Yeah, always, always swam. Um, I did cross country at school. I feel like if you if you could swim and you could run, you just played every every sport and every team game. You just got chucked into hockey, netball, lacrosse, tennis, even though I was absolutely shocking at tennis. But I could run. I so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I liked cross country. I liked running because kids hated it. And I felt like because because they hated it, I could be a little bit different. If I said I liked it and I was okay at it, actually I kind of stood out a little bit more. So I think looking back, it was kind of a bit of an interesting reason to actually enjoy a sport. I don't think I particularly enjoyed running up hills and through mud. And it really hurt. Um, yeah, and I gave up cross country when I sort of learned why I did it for about 16, 17. Um, but yeah, yeah, like football is the one that I'll never give up. I can't even watch it. It makes me cross the way they like roll around on the floor. Like, it just makes, it just frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, whenever like the big events, like the Euros or the World Cup and that's so on, I'm like, how do you watch this full time? Like... Yeah, yeah. The, the one game I did watch was when the women um, won, was it the Euros? Yeah, last, last yeah. summer. Yeah, so I watched that. That was good. I enjoyed, you know, supporting like women's sport. And I think I was watching it for that reason more than football. But they don't roll around on the floor half as much as the men do, I don't think. So maybe that's what sort of sets me off. <laughs> <laughs> Just the like rolling around. It's like, what sport is this again? <laughs> yeah, and it's the way they, they've changed the rules or something now. So they get to the end of whatever it is. Is it 90 minutes? Yeah, 90 minutes. And then they stick off, they just stick on time, depending on how much time wasting has been happened. It's like, just teach them not to time waste, and then we could all watch a 90-minute game. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, rant over. <laughs> yeah, well, we love a good rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know you mentioned cross-country running, but now I saw on your TikTok that you are documenting your kind of running training. Yeah. Uh, can you please just talk about that for a while? Sure. Why did you want to raise money for a charity and why that charity as well? And yeah, is it going? <laughs> yeah, no, right. So 2021, um, I started started stopping doing triathlon, if that makes sense. So I didn't do them all together. I still swam, cycled and ran. Um, but because I'd had it, well, because I'd been in the sport since I was kind of 11, 12, um, it was associated to my identity because of the whole literally takes over your life and your life fits around triathlon. I mean, I'd chosen my school based on where I could train. I chose my university based on who did triathlon and how good they were at it. And, you know, all, all these decisions were made based upon triathlon. And I then fell out of love with it. Um, was doing, it was doing no good kind of being half in the pond, half out the pond. So I stopped it completely um spoke to a a, a a pt personal trainer um who was also interestingly doing a counseling degree at the time so she was a pt and wanted to fill that space between kind of counseling and personal training and how they too often kind of go together and um, so our, our weekly pt sessions actually became weekly counseling sessions because <laughs> I basically, yeah, I just associated myself as like Bronwyn's a triathlete, and I didn't, I didn't see if I, if I couldn't pull the two apart, I didn't see how kind of anyone else could pull the two apart. Um, we worked through that. That was probably six months. Um, like running was always 
the discipline that I hated the most, actually. And I think it's funny now because I'm running. Um, <laughs> I hated it the most. And then joined joined the rugby team, my local rugby team. Uh, absolutely fantastic. My my family are born and bred rugby, as you can tell. We don't do football, we do rugby. I feel like you're in one of the two camps, aren't you? Good, good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, joined the rugby team. Um, used a lot of loose heads, so that's charity and fundraising for, and used quite a lot of their kind of tools for them on social media, and saw what other people were doing and how people were impacting, and kind of got more comfy about talking about this whole like mental health thing. Never, never had an issue before I decided to stop doing triathlon. Um, and being going from a team and an individual sport where you sit on the bike for four hours all by yourself to a team event where you walk onto the pitch with 14 other people you will literally tackle people to save your back like you know totally different world um, and I guess the support came through came through that team um, sorry can you hear my fire alarm yeah. I'm so sorry it'll stop in a minute they do a test every Wednesday there we go <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> Um, yeah, so it kind of got to Christmas this year and I realised actually how far I'd come in a year from going from literally my life is a mess that I can't even, I, I, I couldn't even look at running trainers because I just felt sick thinking about running and triathlon and the, the kind of shit bit of my triathlon career, if you like. And to actually thinking, right, no, I need to talk about this a little bit more. I need to do a little bit more about it because um, I can't be the only one feeling like that. So basically decided to pick up the sport that I hated the most <laughs> and use it as a tool that helped rather than a tool that made me feel the way it did. And I felt like if I had a reason, I had a purpose, um, I could hold myself accountable a little bit more as well as keep fit um, because like rugby fitness is totally different to transform fitness. I felt like I just needed to keep that kind of endurance level up a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I looked at what other people were doing with fundraising loose heads and kind of chose something that was manageable enough. A lot of people do kind of half marathons, marathons. Um, I have done half marathons. I can do half marathons, but I don't like doing them. So I thought, actually, what, why put myself through something that I'm not going to enjoy? I want to enjoy the whole process. So I opted for a 10K. Um is much more kind of manageable for me I knew I was going into full-time role finishing my degree as well there's a lot of kind of plate spinning um, and yeah so picked 10k started fundraising for them and I hit my target actually of fundraising a few a few weeks ago so I think I'm on I think I'm on 125% of my target or something like that which is which is really nice and it's in a week and a half time so we've got a few more runs kind of to go and basically I just use TikTok to hold myself accountable and share the reasons why I was doing it and kind of like absorb some support as well I think humans are quite we're quite social animals and we do we do appreciate the support that we get from other people and so I think in a world today when I'm not seeing people especially now rugby season's over teams gone home that type of thing so just kind of to yeah keep that support coming my way because it's quite nice to know that people appreciate what I'm doing or think what I'm doing is good as well. And I'm not afraid to say that I'm quite grateful for that kind of gratitude and appreciation. So, yeah, that's the journey, really. <laughs> yeah, so, like, everything you do, you kind of, from what I'm hearing so far, you kind of do wholeheartedly and kind of just embrace it kind of thing. But is there anything that you kind of do that kind of takes you away from it and just like apart from looking after your how many plants like, <laughs> <laughs> like the forever growing plants yeah like, <laughs> like is there anything that kind of resets you and gets you prepared for well either a next week or a next challenge cool so um I guess my runs have two two bits. Some of it is to hit the targets and the pace and the distance and the, those goals. And some of it is to, to actually switch off, which I know sounds 
kind of funny but um, if I want to do a switch off run and um, I run down the canal because you know it's a straight path there's no hills I have to think about my breathing or anything and, and, I, and I just run like yeah Monday I got the train out kind of two villages and then ran like 13k um, just along the canal so yeah and over an hour I've totally switched off um apart from every kilometer I did video because I didn't think I was going to get to 13 I thought I'd bail at eight to be honest with you so I made sure that I videoed every <laughs> kind of kilometer to kind of check but yeah apart from that I was completely to switch off and um, I think as I'm getting slightly older I appreciate kind of the family switch off time and actually how sometimes like doing nothing is, is okay and that's good and by doing nothing that can actually mean going for a walk or watching telly or I think there's sometimes this whole um like the whole like work-life balance debate I think I don't really like that phrase because it it implies that there is a balance and that everyone needs to hit 50% work to some rest or you know something like that and and I, I don't think that's right I think it is quite dependent on the individual I know people that need a lot of rest and I that I don't like just sitting still if you can't tell already <laughs> but my rest comes in other forms like going to the pub with my friends um but making dinner with family um just sitting watching a show or actually going for a run going to the garden center to buy more plants because you can never have too many plants <laughs> um so I don't know I think I think there's different types of switching off and I don't often let my mind and my body switch off at the same time um but that works for me because I kind of treat them as very kind of separate fuel stations I suppose yeah I I just have to shout out to garden centers and their cafes their cafes yeah amazing um often how they have the best cake as well so worth it cake tea relaxing and then just having a wander around the garden center yeah exactly and often a lot of old people who were just quite cute most of them so yeah it's very tranquil (laughs) yeah most of the time I do go with my grandparents so it's just like I love that (laughs) (laughs) right so you recently finished your degree well done (laughs) now I was just a bit curious because a lot of your well your background is very like active and a lot of people tend to go into the sports science side of things rather than the business things yeah what made you choose this (laughs) very quick answer to that one I hated science at school and I didn't mind human biology but god I I hated all the it's funny I hate all the plants but like you know if I understand why my plants gonna grow if it needs sunlight I don't I didn't feel the need to know anymore to be honest with you um, I wasn't particularly good at it either and I quite like doing I like doing things I'm good at rather than things that's why I don't play tennis frankly um, so it, it was quite it's quite an easy decision at the time of looking for degrees sports business wasn't really a thing you could do business there was only four four universities that did sports business at the time so Loughborough Bath um, Leeds and Stirling which is Scotland um, so I basically picked my degree from <laughs> from those four um, yeah and kind of went through that it's, it's, it's interesting because when you look at it now four years later there's a lot more and then they differentiate a little bit more you can do sports marketing as a, like a whole separate thing that, that wasn't the case when I started um, where you can do sort of different mixes like sports coaching and marketing so yeah I think for some reason it's funny because sports business like the world the sports industry has so much money in and actually not a lot of that money is in sports science research um so I don't really understand why it took until 2019 to have a couple of sports business courses because I mean you could do a whole degree on like kind of the business and the economics of football like but there's so much in that that actually yeah, I don't know why there's not kind of more degrees, but, you know, also perhaps the sports industry is one of those industries that that don't require a degree, I think, as well. And um, I think if you have actual experience 
whether that's kind of like business or not um I think they are a lot more accepting people that don't have degrees so yeah perhaps there's actually no need for a degree <laughs> is the other argument yeah so I because marketing is quite niche in a way like it is quite rather than running operations and everything yeah. like that. why do you like doing it well no, but, uh, it's funny because it's a hard question <laughs> Yeah, when when you say marketing to people, um, I don't I don't think many people actually understand what it is, and I'm still learning what it is. Marketing is such a broad umbrella for so many different things. Like, you look at some businesses, and their marketing teams are sales teams almost. Like, they're working at how to communicate their product and therefore sell more. So you look at that, and then you look at the brand side. And that that's a totally different ball game. And then you kind of look at the strategy, and you you know you can have a million email marketing strategies, social media marketing, strategies, and then within social strategies, and a whole other that's a whole other ball game. So <laughs> I guess I liked I liked being a a marketer like freelance or or otherwise because it allowed me to say yes to so much, and quite often saying yes things I'd never done before or hadn't got a clue would say yes to a client like yeah yeah I can do a, a Instagram strategy instantly ended the call and googled how do you create an Instagram strategy so I think yeah I think there's so much to learn in it which is great because it's never ending I think tech has a has a massive role uh, in marketing and tech's not going to stop developing so that means there'll always be something new to learn to implement um, which is really cool I think like if you talk to someone who's been in marketing for 30 years like we're not doing the same things that they did 10 years ago let alone five years ago um, and I just think that's really cool how you can be a marketer and literally your job changes every year because something new happens algorithms change that sort of thing so yeah <sighs> yeah so I guess because you're very early on in I'm sure I'll long career (laughs) I I was hmm, I don't know how best to word this but when I was just double checking the link to this call was working yeah I came across one of um your LinkedIn posts actually and found out that uh you recently like very recently just had your first like full-time week uh and that yeah I'm actually on day three today well well done <laughs> thanks thank you for that so basically what I'm trying to get at is that you've only left uni very soon and then you took this leap and like had lots of courage to do so if you could go back and maybe say to the person who was just like finally accepted their offer to uni, mm-hmm. like what what would you say to younger you about okay. taking that leap of faith? <laughs> okay, so um, I would say, Roman, I know you're not very spontaneous, and probably never will be. Let's be honest. Um, you are quite logical, and I. I you know I could break things up and I like to think things through so realistically I don't like leaps of faith and I never I will never do a leap of faith so me jumping into a full working week this week has been for probably four years planning and I would say take absolutely every opportunity for example I did a placement year so first you know that that was probably the biggest leap of faith if you like and that I, I went into a company and a marketing agency in London and absolutely fantastic learned a lot very quickly therefore all the little steps after that weren't leaps of faith they were looking at other opportunities whether that be freelance clients or other jobs and like saying yes to interviews because why wouldn't you say yes You, you know you just you have to have the confidence in yourself and all the little steps you've taken since the last leap of faith and actually all add up so it's it's not a leap it's literally a tiny little step 
So when I decided to leave the um leave the London marketing agency, actually that didn't that didn't feel like a little step, even though it really should have done. And in hindsight, it was you know, I was changing jobs, like, yeah, cool, that's a change, but that's not that's not going from a degree to a first job, you're just changing jobs. And and I don't want people to think or anyone, you know, four years previous in their journey to where I am, that that emotional I don't want to call it stress, but emotional response doesn't come from those little steps. Sure, it does. Like it's scary, and the important things that you care about they will trigger a little bit of stress because you want to get it right. But I think if you frame every little step as this isn't right or wrong, this is just an open door, and you take the steps through the door, actually, one, there becomes no wrong answer. Two, there's no leaps of faith. Three, actually, you end up building a lot of evidence that means that when you do have to make a slightly bigger decision at least you have the evidence and what you've already done to kind of back that up um so yeah i'd say open small doors and step through them um yeah <laughs> i think i kind of know from that answer what you're going to say to this next question but i'm <laughs> okay. just double checking do you have like what some people call an ultimate goal <laughs> gosh um when we say ultimate, how, how like, long term it ultimate. can be just anything that is you're creating steps towards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I like there can I, be steps more between them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or after, and in five years' time, I'd like to be working in marketing at World Rugby out of Dublin. That would probably be the one short, sweet sentence, um, like vaguely time-framed into five years because five sounds like a nice round number and I'll be 27 and that sounds like a pretty cool age. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of, that's where I'm heading. But, you know, if other little doors open and align to a, a different big door, cool, we'll step through that one then. Yeah, so this is the last, question before our final five questions uh, okay. so it's actually about one of your tiktok videos right okay now it, it's actually oh, weirdly enough i can't stop thinking about it like in certain <laughs> scenarios which you'll probably well, my think, marketing but... has done pretty well if you can't <laughs> stop thinking about it exactly like you're so good at your job that it's like ingrained in me <laughs> But it was about, I can't remember what was actually in the video, but I think it was actually the caption to the video or something like that. Right. Or, or description. I'm not too sure what you would call it on TikTok. But uh, it was about, like, sacrifices people make in order to make their, like, dreams happen or anything that they want happen. Mm -hmm. How hard was it for you to be like vulnerable on the internet because like working kind of with the rest of your videos it's kind of almost like a not a I was about to say a documentary <laughs> but it's more <laughs> like a document process and then this yeah. is kind of like showing almost like the reality of what is actually happening yeah yeah like how was that for you um in on honestly, I don't think I do it enough. I think would be kind of the short answer to that. Um, I think it's really easy to, I, I think, social media is, and has been, especially Instagram and TikTok, a place where you put the successes and you put the, the good looking things and the aesthetic things, and therefore sometimes coming across as actually this wasn't perfect, this didn't go well, um. Is, is a bit tricky, but I think that's what makes it even more important. And I know that's what TikTok you're talking about. And I remember doing it and I remember not posting it on the day that I was going to post it. And I undenied about it for a week and, and I did. And it didn't blow anything out of the water. The stats behind it, the day, you know, isn't, isn't, I don't know, like magnificent, but if it generated a conversation and the fact that you've brought it up, that means that it is impactful and real enough. I don't want to be the type of person that um, 
you look at the TikTok, everything's perfect. You talk to me, and it's a different story. Um, I I'd quite like quite like to be able to walk into a room where someone has seen the social side and then know a bit about me and know the truth and like both ways obviously I don't want to put my absolute whole heart on the internet because you know just like some things are too personal and there's definitely a line but at the end of the day um I I think I think it should be real I think I can do more to be more real um on there but yeah I think I think generally we shouldn't be scared to be like, like for example, yesterday, did that um, on Monday, I posted the uh, TikTok yesterday. Actually, it's it's blown up. It's my most viewed. I think it's got like hundred and no, one thousand three hundred like views and ninety seven likes or something, which is which is crazy for me <laughs> for my little TikTok. It's got sixty five followers or whatever. Um, but actually, that was about a run that didn't go to plan. Um. I ran out of energy basically at 4k into 13 and if you're a runner um you're just like for god's sake that that's ridiculous from me like why why are you eating a ginger biscuit at 4k out of 13 like you really should have feel better I've been a runner for god knows how many years like I should be better but the fact that I was like no actually this this needs like that I shouldn't take that kilometer snippet out of there because something went wrong I think it's really important just to be real um which is funny because I don't like the the app, like be real. I yeah, I'm not a fan. I just find it too much. Like every day having to no, I'm not about that. I need it to be on my terms, I think, as well. So that's probably why I don't like it. But <laughs> yeah, I think I had be real for about four weeks. Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> and then deleted it. I was like, all yeah. the is the same photos over and over the same things like I'm not yeah. that interesting <laughs> well no I think it, I think it's more like I think that's the problem I think we then like deleted it because we were like I'm not doing something interesting but actually that's because Wait, it's I a snippet of every single that. day if it, but if, if, it, if it took if it took a snippet of a bigger time frame a week or a month actually you do loads of cool things no you do I'm sure you do everyone does I read a read a post the other day and it said um other people think you're more interesting than you are and actually the easiest way to create content is just by doing the things that you deem normal like someone else will find that interesting or find that clever or and it's just it's those sort of small things we don't need to be doing massively crazy groundbreaking things all the time actually people are interested in the inside lives and the normal things of other people I think because we're hu- like we're human and we're a bit nosy um I think that probably plays into a little bit but yeah I, yeah I, yeah I think we should be a bit more real and like not deem our normal things boring I think get that on a poster yeah right so now the final five questions they yeah are not really rapid fire because some of them do require thinking but okay we'll go for it um, I won't yeah I won't ramble too much <laughs> okay I don't want to keep you and <laughs> um, what is something you have done recently to step outside your comfort zone this actually um and this week I'm speaking to BBC leads about um about my run and my fundraising as well um quick background I had a speech therapy problem um I didn't speak till I was older than you should speak and I didn't speak very well and I had a I had a stammer and if I think too fast now it it comes out um I don't think people notice but I noticed that thing (laughs) but actually like I used to get to English classes and I wouldn't read out the book I wouldn't put my hand up in class because I didn't like speaking I didn't like speaking in front of people um, so to actually to speak to a, a stranger effectively someone who I've not met in person I don't know like really well um yeah that but it's getting easier like I've done I've done different things that are around speaking and speaking to people and interviews and that sort of thing literally every time it gets easier so I don't know why it took me 21 years to actually start stepping outside I wish I stepped outside sooner but yeah this 
<laughs> I think because you've just said that, I I literally didn't notice until you said it. But my leg has been like jittering this whole time. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so like, if you're talking about, well, it's not even nerves. It's just more like a like keep focused kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just. It's okay. We're doing really well. We're fine. Uh, so if you this is a really random question but I quite like knowing about different yeah. people but if you could relive or yeah kind of recite almost a memory that is music at its core focus what would it be M- music at its yeah. core focus oh my gosh um I was on the way oh it's random um on the way to swimming awards evening with my dad normally my mum would come my brother would come they couldn't it was me and my dad me and my dad are peas in a pod um we had the summer of 69 um playing in the car we'll seeing down the drill carriageway definitely going more than 70 miles an hour and um, the windows were open it was crazy i was like 16 at the time yeah, it was just a really nice, lovely memory of me and my dad, really. And that's his favourite song. And, oh. yeah. <laughs> I really like that because it's so similar to one of mine. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it was just going to, funnily enough, it was like a kind of an open swimming evening as well. <laughs> I love that. And it was just, we lived about like an hour and a half-ish. Mm away from the pool that we were going to and it was just this one particular cd we had it playing the whole way there and like that is nice i now have the like album on my spotify and whenever i need to like <laughs> just chill out i put that one on <laughs> love that that's good i'm so you should <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite place in the world um my the Welsh side of my family have always been in Monmouth um, and there's literally like four fields um, and you walk through one field and there's the river and then there's the bridge into the town Um, it's dead quiet when if I wanted to escape like my brother or something if we were there for some holidays we'd go there and um, we'd, we'd like take the dog there when my nan was here and she was in a wheelchair that that was someone I used to take her um <laughs> I did all my runs around there when I wasn't allowed like to go too far and there was this cow field this in the fourth field I don't like cows so if I got to the fourth field and there were cows I couldn't run through the field because she's scared so I had to run all the way back um so just like lots of little little random memories like that that's a place of like calm yeah. <laughs> Oh, that just springed back a memory that I had basically last summer. I don't know what I was doing. I think I just went for like a swim in the beach <laughs> at the beach. Yeah. And uh, so basically the beach here is right like next to the golf course. And yeah. on the go- golf course, they let sheep and cows and everything just go wild. <laughs> but, yeah. But they like sometimes come onto the beach, and so all my stuff had been like trampled <laughs> by this like one cow in particular out of like a group of seven of them, and that, and like one of them was just standing on my towel waiting for me to come back <laughs> to see I'm what the they evil. had done, and then when I came back, that's when they left. But I was too scared to go and save all my stuff. I had <laughs> car keys. I had my phone in there. I oh had my god! <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't like cars. I think they know. Like, definitely they know stuff. <laughs> oh no! I had my phone on me because I took a photo of the culprit. <laughs> and then I sent it to the owner, being like, "Is this your car?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Right, second to last question. If you could display like a message in the sky of any kind that everyone could read, what would it say? Say yeah. Mm. Simple as. Or oh I've got another one. Oh, sorry, I've got two. Um <laughs> I it'll be over soon. Like whether you've had something good and you feel great, like okay, feel great, but let's you know, let's move on, let's if you have something really bad 
just keep going, that it, it will be over soon. I think those kind of, those two. They're, they're so simple and everyone <laughs> will take something from it. <laughs> Good. And last of all, who would you like to come on next? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I um, should have maybe prepared for this one. but <laughs> who, who would I like to come? Yeah, it can be anyone, whether it's like a very slim chance of them actually being able to come on or anything like that. Because I've it, oh the people God. who I've had on before have given me nearly impossible right now right. <laughs> to get them on <laughs> so. I would like and this person doesn't have a name I don't know who this person is but someone someone who's where this conversation would be really hard because I think coming out of a really hard conversation like is is great and um, like whether that's um hard because you're going through something hard because this is out of your comfort zone hard because you don't like talking like I did um yeah, just if this if this would be hard, and they could get something from it, I think that that person, which I'm sure is actually probably yeah. quite a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I think just... anyone would just do this. It, it, you know, it's a piece of cake. Like everything's in my eyes shut. I think. Yeah, that's a really good thought. Actually, <laughs> thanks. Oh. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> No worries, thank you for having me.